Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say that he's on a journey. It's the journey, and here's your host, David Hackett. Our guest today is David Gole. David Gole is a co-founder, and if I say this wrong, David will correct me, no doubt. Okay, give me, can you pronounce that? Oh, for give me. me. Oh, give me. The first AI meditation coach that helps people become more resilient, happy, and peaceful. David is a tech entrepreneur with two prior exits and a licensed architect. David also loves creating new products and designs and bringing them into the world. With Ogimi, he is mission-driven with the goal of helping, and I've got to look at this, uh, 1B people fix their mental health through highly personalized daily meditation practice. I let him do the talking because it's not his journey, not my journey. Welcome to the journey, David Gull. Awesome. Thanks for having me, David. No worries. And... My joke, and it's a long-standing joke, if you ever listen to my podcast, you understand the joke. Everyone has a journey. Everyone has a beginning in their journey. The joke is, yes, Rib was born. So that's the earliest memory possible. But what was the most earliest memory that started driving your journey as it is now? That's a great question. And I, um, I'll have to think on it for, for just a minute. I know that... Um... I know that I understand where my current journey started and it started a little bit more as an adult. So maybe I'll, I'll start there and as I do that, I'll, I'll fish through to uh, where it may have begun as my earliest memory. Mm-hmm. That's fine. All awesome. yours. Yeah. Great. So, um, so Ogimi is, as you mentioned, uh, the first AI meditation coach and where I got into meditation was early in my professional career. So I was about, one year into my journey as an architect. And um, I don't know if you know much about the architecture practice, but it's uh, it's pretty intense. It's long hours. Um, it's a lot of hard work. Um, and I was uh, on the verge of burnout after mm-hmm. one year of my career. I went on a vacation and it took kind of stepping away from the day-to-day of the work to realize how exhausted I was. Um, I was gaining weight. My body hurt. Um, you know, I was highly stressed and I hadn't really realized it. Um, but stepping away was a wake up call. And, um, I flew back from that vacation and I did three things for my health. I started Mm. the paleo diet. I started exercising and I started a meditation practice. And so this was 15 years ago. I've been a regular meditator since, um, and it's been deeply meaningful to me in keeping me grounded and focused and, sane through mm-hmm. what was the next five years of my architecture career and then two startups prior to Ogimi. And so as, as you can imagine, startups, um, also high intensity, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of, uh, you know, pressure. Um, but having this practice, uh, throughout that process has been, um, a really strong tool in my toolkit to keep me um, capable of continuing onward. And so when I sat down and I thought uh, about what I wanted to do next on my personal journey, my entrepreneur journey, um, I realized that if I could help other people create that habit and uh, a way to serve themselves for their mental well-being, 
um, that I would have made a positive impact in the world. So that's a little bit how I got to uh, where I are, where I am in the current journey. Um, as I reflect on your initial question, I'm not sure that's my earliest memory, but I do have um, a lot of memories of my childhood um, spending time in nature. So um, I can recall um, I grew up in Colorado and right literally my backyard was up against a national forest land so we had the opportunity to just go um, be out in nature at at kind of any point in time and i'm realizing since you mentioned it that i i would i'd spend a lot of time um just at peace in nature hmm. um sitting watching a river flow or you know sitting in a bow of trees and and listening to the wind blow through the leaves um and I found a lot of peace in that. So, you know, that now that I look at it, I can see how um, maybe my contemplative and uh, and practice of um, just sitting with myself actually began a long time ago. And I've always felt like I had um, a little bit more of a an affinity for the willingness to to sit with myself than perhaps some other folks are. I, I do hear, you know, a decent amount of resistance to meditation tends to be you know, I don't, I can't sit still with myself <laughs> and my thoughts, you know, for more than a few minutes. Um, and I think I actually became kind of comfortable with that at an early age. Yeah. And from my personal experience, I, my grandparents lived in North Wales in UK and where they originally lived when they first moved to Wales was beside, you know, Snowdonia National Park, which is like the, you know, UK's second biggest mountain peak. Now, I used to go walks into the Snowden National Park and the mountains because I found peace and tranquility, and obviously there was no cars, there was nothing. And you probably will say upon this, it is like a form of early meditation when you are at peace with yourself and you listen to nature because there's nothing around you. So you can sit around, you can hear... Ambient noises like sheep, cows, you know, the occasional plane, but that's a meditation in its own right form. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm, it's bringing up more memories of um, my my family has been in uh, into sailing my whole life, and uh, I can remember from again the earliest age sitting on the edge of the boat um, with my feet kind of dangling over the edge, maybe touching the water every time a wave swelled up um, and just, just being just listening to the sound of the boat moving through the waves, um, watching the sunlight, you know, just uh, sparkling across the ocean mm -hmm. and just appreciating that sort of silence and that peacefulness and, and the dynamism and the beauty of nature. So absolutely. And, and now I'm thinking, uh, it's funny, my earliest meditation practice, I was in New York city when I started meditating and, um, I would actually go to a nearby cemetery to meditate because it was the only place where I could be in nature where it was a little bit quiet and peaceful. Um, and so, you know, really what we're trying to create, uh, through Ogimi is the ability to to drop into that place of being kind of anywhere, uh, wherever you are, with the support of the right music and the right um, the right coach and the right voice and the right uh, ability to create that sort of peaceful environment for yourself mm. to sit 
and uh, and really process whatever you need to process. Yeah, and you said about a graveyard, churchyard. That's what I did when I was younger as well. When I had, and I'm not saying I was perfect in school, when I was mad or upset at school, instead of going to outside classroom, I just went straight out of the school and into the churchyard next door because that was a quite reflection. And they always knew David's gone to the churchyard. It's like, yeah, but don't come into that church. Yes, you know I've ran out of school. I know I shouldn't have done that, but you know where I am. Let me come back when I'm ready. And in the early stages, it was like that. I was at peace, and then in the end, they started getting whiter, and they kept coming in and, that, you know, disturbing that peace. But if that time of reflection, that time of anger was gone within five, ten minutes because I reflected, I got in that mindset of, I'm calm now. I've got something peaceful to listen to. Now, when I was growing up and in that age, it was the time where people thought something mentally was wrong with you. So I couldn't exactly say it's my mindset. I want to be at peace because they would say, well, being in a graveyard is not the right place. But in today's society, people understand the ambience and the sound behind being in a quiet place. Yeah. And isn't that such a, a beautiful transition, actually, that society has made um, mm. this openness and, and understanding of people's needs around their mental health and um, how much more accepted that is and that it's part of the day to day conversation rather than something that people um, try to sweep under the rug and ignore mm. and, and deal with, you know, in their own uh, way in silence. Yes, and I applaud that in a lot of ways. But at the same time, there is still elements where society do hold back on certain things. It's like people misunderstand still about autism, for example, and that gets misunderstood. It's like autistic people have meltdowns. They like to have their own peace and space. But when you see an autistic person have a meltdown, if you're not aware they got autism, you think that person's bad. So society is fine-tuning to the mental health, but they got to understand all layers of mental health. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, of course, our our mission, which you sort of stated at the at the beginning, is to help a billion people um, create a meditation practice. And, you know, that's it's got to be done. This has to be solved at scale. You know, it has to be constantly elevating that awareness Um so that it extends literally to to everyone um you know i think there's this perception that either meditation is only for performance and focus or it's only for you know people with extreme stress and anxiety um and i'd like to you know share um, essentially the message that it's it's for everyone you know it's um just like people understand now that exercise is uh really important for your overall health and just like people understand that diet is really important for your overall health, we mm. want people to to really realize that having some form of contemplative practice for your mental health is really, really important. Yeah. So talking about nowadays and how it is in the present, how do you see things progressing with your project? Do you think it's getting stronger and stronger every day? You see the results? Yeah, so we're actually pretty new um, and we're really excited about the progress that we've made so far. Um, we've had a ton of interest in uh, the market from new users signing up and and trying and giving us a lot of 
great feedback. And yes, absolutely. I see that we're really just at the first in the first inning of what we're hoping to achieve and what we're hoping to accomplish. And the way that I look at it today is, you know, we are uh, capable already of uh, essentially producing for for every single person on Ogimi. We're able to generate a specific meditation for them in real time um, that's not ever been uh, recorded or um, or you know listened to by any other user. So we're already at this point where it's highly personalized and very effective for the users. But it will only get better and better as we learn, you know, via feedback from users and via trying different things, what works really well and what doesn't work as well. Um, so I'm super excited about our ability to uh, fine tune what we're currently doing into something that's highly, highly effective. Now, I see the logo behind you and it's a very effective logo. It's that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you, for the people who's listening in, obviously, because they can't see it, but on YouTube, when it gets uploaded, they can see it. But can you describe what the logo means and what is it? Yeah, so two things. The name itself is a reference to Ogimi in Japan, which is a blue zone town where people live the longest in the world. And so as a guiding principle and uh, as a, a way of focusing our mission that's really what we're focused on is how can we people help people live longer healthier happier lives um, so that's our north star and the logo itself is um, it's a circle but it's a little bit of a maze and what it's referring to is our own inner journey so understanding that this process of meditation is going inwards and navigating your own mind and finding your way through it, understanding where you are, where you're going, where you want to go, um, and really thinking of uh, of your mind as this kind of experience that you're uh, that you're just on a journey through. I think journey is a, is an apt term for this as well. It's all about uh, really navigating what's going on internally, and mm -hmm. you know we also. Um, not part of the logo, but we do have a mascot that's part of uh, Ogimi and it's a monkey. And that's a similar reference, which is, you know, that we all have uh, something that we refer to as our monkey mind. And it's it's our thoughts that kind of run day in and day out. And uh, you can't really control that you're having thoughts, but you can, so to speak, train your monkey to serve you better rather than to control you. Mm. And you touch upon the title of the podcast as well, because obviously the podcast is known as The Journey. Now, The Journey is to amuse people, educate people, inspire people, to observe people and to understand. But for people looking at my logo, and I've always described it, you're on a busy motorway or freeway, you've got to take diversions in life. You can't just stay on that freeway, motorway, whatever, forever. You've got to take a side road to get to where you get to so that's why i call it the journey on my perspective so i can understand about the brain it is like a mole maze because you have to go through many twists and turns to get to the center yeah absolutely and you know at the center is sort of um know thyself right a, yeah. a sort of complete understanding of yourself and and 
you know, what motivates you and what drives you and, and what you've been through and how it's affected you and also how it's made you a, a beautiful and unique individual. Um, and I love the analogy of, of the journey as well. You know, often, uh, something that will come up in meditation is, is a little bit of a realization where you might have a sudden, um, understanding of yourself and what you've been experiencing. Mm. And when that happens, usually it's a little bit like spotting a new path on the, off the freeway. Right. And it'll shine a light on it and you'll go, Oh, this is something that I could explore. But then the, the practice is actually the willingness to then go down that path. Right. So, um, you then have to actually follow that light and have the courage, which it often takes courage to, um, to pursue that path and really explore it and, you know, maybe get a little messy along the way, um, so that you can really arrive at a new place, Mm. a new destination. It's like, there's a series in England and I know it's in America as well. I can make reference to it. It's called Doc 2, and there's an episode of Doc 2. Now, there's a character at the time. I forgot what year it was, so excuse my ignorance on it, but there's a character on it, and she came across a junction, and she had a choice of turning left or turned right. Which way would you go? And it was that dilemma, and if she, I think it was called turn left because she turned left, and turn left was the alternative. Without the doctor in her life, it was, you know, everything was perfect. She had a family, she had children, you know, she had a good paid job, but she turned right, which was with the doctor, and everything was dangerous, but it was still worthwhile. So it's about which way do you go for the better? Yeah, and one part of my current personal journey is is understanding that um, it really comes down to having the core self confidence that regardless of which path that you choose, you'll be okay, and that you will, you know, have uh, have an interesting journey along that path, just as much as if you had taken the other. Yeah, and I always say every destination, whichever way you go, ends up to the same destination. It just may take longer or shorter. Yeah, and ultimately the the uh, the destination again is kind of yourself, right? It's yeah. your own your own personal your, journey your, is the destination. Your own destiny, as they say. So I'm going into websites now. People get get in contact with you. How can people get in contact with you? How can they be part of this experience? Yeah, I'd love people to to try it. Um, Ogimi is free for everyone to try. So that's been important to us to stay committed to, you know, helping people uh, get acquainted with meditation uh, without any barriers. So easiest thing to do is to head over to our website, which is ogimi.ai. So it's O-G-I-M-I dot A-I and easy to sign up from there and to try it. And what would be most important to me is that folks do give it a try and they let us know what they think and how we can improve because ultimately our mission is to help you. And so if something uh, you see something that could use improvement, please reach out and chat with us and let us know. Last of all, David, if you to give one bit of ray of inspiration to people watching or listening, what would you say to that person watching or listening now? Yeah, I think I would say that a lot of people get intimidated by the idea of meditation. And so I'd like to leave you with 
um, the understanding that just sitting with your eyes closed for only five minutes is all you need to do. You know, just take the time, sit down with the intention to just be with yourself and set a timer on Ogimi for five minutes and realize that you don't have to sit for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour to start the practice. So, you know, I just really encourage everyone to take that step. It's a, it's a small commitment, but with a big outcome. Thank you for sharing your journey with us today, David. Thanks for having me, David. Appreciate you. Thank you. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon.